When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, Round 7 of AFLW action starts tomorrow night. Uh, St Kilda and Carlton at RSEA Park. And then uh, that's at 6.10 and then at 8.10. Uh, the West Coast Eagles at Mineral Resources Park hosting uh, the Richmond Footy Club. Uh, also this week, Sydney and Gold Coast, Adelaide and Frio, North Melbourne and Brisbane. Uh, that'll be a great clash. Uh, Hawthorne and Port Adelaide, Essendon and Geelong, Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs and Collingwood play the Giants. Um, one of Channel 7's lead callers. You'll hear her on Friday night. You've heard her on SEN and AFL Nation. Uh, an absolute star of a caller and right across everything going on in the world of AFLW is Joe Watton. Hello, Joe. Hello, Sammy. You're too kind. Nice to chat to you. Lovely to chat to you too. Um, how have you made, what have you made of the first six rounds of this AFLW season? The four new teams have come in. The competition is uh, complete. Uh, every 18, every one of the 18 teams has an AFLW side and there's been some mixed performances and varied results. Um, what's your take been so far? Look, I think it had a different, to me, and I think to many of the players involved, it had a really different feel at the start of the year. Not to discredit, obviously, all the other seasons, but now it, it feels complete that all the clubs are represented with a female side, um, which has been wonderful. On the flip side, you mentioned those differing results. I had a chat to a colleague the other day almost about the evolution of women's football at AFLW level. You might remember when it first kicked off. I think people were drawn to the fact it was almost like an old-style one-on-one competition, sort of a hark back to the 80s or 90s in the AFL system. And then since then, you've seen the evolution of, of athletes being involved in a program over time. So learning new things, spending time at the club. So I think what's shone out this season actually is the defensive units. You know, they have defensive systems like they do in the men's AFL. You know, it's a team defensive unit and it's going to take some time for the offensive side of it to catch up to that. We have seen sides who are really trying to do that, like a GWS, and they're doing it against results, if you like, really trying to get that handball receive and that run. But it's going to take time, and, you know, both sides have been in it a long time. I mean, I've done a few Adelaide games, and I've been to Adelaide a few times to see them. They really are a class above, not just in skill, but you can see they've had six or seven years doing pre-season and being athletes competing. So I think it's sort of... Um, while it's great to have these new sides in, it's almost, in terms of performance, it probably looks like a little bit of a plateau this year. I think year on year we've sort of gone up and up, but this season, um, for me, it's that little, yeah, that little plateau as we get used to what the next, the next phase will be. We've got the defensive units in this season. I think the next phase will be that increased scoring. Um, teams learning how to break down that defensive system, if you like. So uh, we're in obviously in season seven, and for the first time last week, we got the very first showdown. Um, 20,000 or more people at the Adelaide Oval, um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide, 
Erin Phillips up against her old side. There were a heap of different storylines uh, in and around it. Unfortunately, Port Adelaide could only manage a three behind. So, um, Adelaide were just dominant. But just to be there, Joe, and you were calling the game with Channel 7, um, it was a, a special moment in history. Um, what are your recollections of the night? Look, it was fantastic. And even sort of, I guess, because I was covering the game, I was really watching the lead up and back and front across the papers during the, during the week in South Australia. We know they love their football. It was all about the showdown. The hotel I was at had a pre-AFLW showdown cocktail special. The paper had a double spread with all the teams. And even, I mean, you might have seen the clip of Chad Corns talking to the Port Adelaide girls mm. and sort of saying the showdown's almost meant more to him in the rooms afterwards in a premiership. And you could see the way, I mean, Chelsea Randall came out and kicked the first goal. I think it was her second goal. The cel- She's not usually a celebrator. No. But the way you could just tell she grabbed the jumper, it was like, she goes out 100% every game, but you could just tell there was that extra feeling, that extra spice in this one, which is fantastic that that sort of showdown rivalry is straight away in the women's. And obviously it'll take time for sort of the, the match-up to even up, but the feeling, the feeling was definitely there. And didn't the, um, the Adelaide crowd, you know, for both sides come in and, and support? It was fantastic. Uh, we're speaking to Channel 7's AFLW commentator, Joe Watton. Joe, the, the top four sides have all only lost one game this year. The, 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 the next four in the top eight have only lost two games for the year. It's an incredibly even season. Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, Collingwood, the top four. Then the Kangas, Geelong, Western Bulldogs, Richmond. Just out of that top four, um, whose footy that you've seen do you feel like is competition best footy at the moment? Oh, look, I think it's Adelaide, but sometimes you do get swayed by the teams you've been out to see live, and I have seen Adelaide a few times um, live across the year. Look, they got beaten round one by Melbourne, who really set themselves to mm. that game after last season. Um, but, oh, look, Adelaide, I think, look the best, but, you know, come finals time, there's still a bit to go, but comes finals time, I guess it's anyone's game. And, I, I, and you know, and with those new scientists here, it is a, an eight-team finals series so there'll be a bit of push and shove in those particular those bottom four brackets to secure that final spot and we'll see sides who've never played finals four before get their um first shot at it well i wanted to speak to you about that so geelong and richmond who are now um a few years in to their aflw journey so geelong have only lost two games for the year they're four and two they've only won four games over the last two years combined uh, and and i think that if they win Another one, it'll that would have equaled what they've won over the last three years. Um, so they're they're they this is a great story for them, and they were you know they it took a long time for them to be able to be you know competitive, let alone to be where they are now. Um, and Richmond had only won a couple more games in Geelong over the journey, and they find themselves uh, in the eight uh, as well. It, that's that must be really pleasing from a competition point of view. Um, but also, too, um, if there was any worry about these the, the, the expansion teams that have come in, we now have a, a bit of a case study to see that it, it won't take as long as maybe some thought for these teams to be competitive. I think so. I think Richmond, you can sort of see their progression year on year. and this, mm. you know, They may not have had the cattle early off, but the style of play they've been able to progress. To me, Geelong is a bit of a, a surprise packet. They've really jumped up. This season, they've always been strong defensively, um, but they've just had, and it's, and it's in-house, and that's where they went early on. They wanted to recruit girls who were mainly local from their local area. Um, but the jump, you know, they lost a couple off-season too, but their jump in their performance, as I said, they're very hard to score against. Um, 
Prasparka, Georgie Prasparkas in the middle has really been the shining light for me. But there's a few others who've stepped up too. Yeah, they've, they've probably been the biggest surprise packet in terms of improvement for me this year. And yeah, if they can secure a finals berth along with Richmond, um, yeah, it'll be pretty exciting. Uh, Gold Coast sitting three and three. Um, of the four new teams that have come in, so Sydney are yet to win a game and, and there's a few concerns for them. Um, they've conceded a lot and scored very little. They've had a couple of goalless games. But Hawthorne have got two in a row um, and, and come back from four goals down in both of those. Port Adelaide have got the one win uh, and Essendon are, are two and four. Um, what's imp- who, who's impressed you from the new crop or the new four new teams? Look, yeah, Essendon came. They won the um, VFLW Premiership this year. So I sort of always knew they would have a, a, a bit in there, like sort of that strong core to build on. Um, I have a bit of a, I mean, I'm a Hawthorne fan, but a bit of a flavour at Hawthorne too. My sister's one of the assistant coaches there. So I sort of got a, a read there. Um, it's really hard when you're an expansion side starting off. And even the, the last sort of couple of um, incarnations, if you like, really only North Melbourne has built a list with some really core experienced players. And that was because they had a connection through their VFL side with Melbourne Uni. It's really tough. When you're starting new, it's really tough. So I'm glad, look, I hope, Sydney get the win, you know, to get the monkey off the back. I'm glad all the others um, have had, you know, that joy, I guess, to get that first win out of the way. And they'll grow. I mean, you can see, I know at Hawthorne, you know, they've got a couple of players who will probably be stars, a la Jazz Fleming, who's a 17-year-old, but they're built like pencils. <laughs> you know, they're yep. still at high school. Yeah. Um, they haven't been elite athletes. So, you know, when you come up against the Hatchard and the Lives and Marinoff, it's, it's, I mean, it's really different and it's, it's probably no different to the men. You know, you get some the guys who come out of the um, the NAB League sort of built, but others who take a few years to settle into the system. Yeah. Um, and obviously not being full-time athletes, it probably takes a little bit longer, to be honest. Um, just a couple of bits from a news point of view before we get your, your tips for this weekend. Um, there's going to be a lot spoken about this uh, and given the timing of things that have happened with, with Essendon as well, but um, the giant Sanin Zarika who missed... The Pride round last year um, didn't want to wear the rainbow jumper, has uh, declared that she won't play in this year's Pride round as well. Last year, um, it was said from the club that this had been discussed at length. There'd been a lot of consultation with her and the players, uh, the other players within uh, the Giants uh, who do identify as uh, LGBTQIA+. Um, but she has said, uh, as the first Australian Muslim woman in the AFLW, I've got a responsibility to represent my faith and my community. I respect people regardless of their sexual orientation. Um, this decision is extremely difficult, and I appreciate the support of the AFL, the Giants, and my teammates. Um, inclusion is about creating a space where people are able to respect their right to choose how they live their life as long as they don't advocate hate and division. So that was her statement in January. It looks like she's going to miss again uh, this year, and, and this will be probably spoken about at, at, at great length. I think so. And look, you never want to see anyone this a game of footy who loves footy. Um, but you can't discount, even she said in that statement, you know, she feels very strongly about representing her community. Um, and the uh, influence, I guess, from that side too, whether it's family, community, those sort of things, it's a lot to weigh up for a young athlete. Um, and I imagine it would have been a really difficult decision last season as it is this season. And I guess, as, as all clubs do, you sort of support people to navigate their way through. It's not sort of as straightforward for everybody. Um, so it is, it is it's, it's a difficult one, but I guess you can see both, well, I can see both sides. Mm. And when, you, when you're in their um, 
demographic position and, and they're trying to make real inroads within the Muslim community. Um, I suppose... I can, I can understand not having been involved in those conversations. Though, that maybe they're going, okay, we're going to give a bit of leeway here, and 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 but we, we're trying to bring you along and your community along with us, and and hopefully we can, if we show a bit of understanding this way, then we can get some back the other way, and we can get more women uh, from a Muslim background playing uh, in this sport, and then as time progresses, we'll we'll be able to help. You know, maybe not necessarily change those harder line positions, but but certainly create more of an understanding to show that, well, this is not about saying that if you play in this game, we're not respecting your religious view, but it's just that you're not disrespecting someone else's lifestyle. And and that would be what they were probably aiming to do, but that, that might take some time by the looks of it. And, and, and she was very at pains to point out that this is not about... Um, this is not about discriminating against anyone. This is not about hating anyone. This is not about dividing anyone. Um, it's just... I will just step out of this. And I think you sort of wrapped it up perfectly. If we can get to that sort of place where it's sort of, in, we say, inclusive for everyone and it's not saying I'm this way or I'm that way, but I support whatever your choices may be, mm. I think that's, I guess, the end, the end goal mm. um, to bring everybody along for the ride too. Yeah. But from a purely football point of view, if just from purely football, um, you, 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 I'm sure there's teammates that are frustrated just from that point of view to say, well, this, we're playing our – we need you. You know, we need you this week. So I'd imagine this has been very, very complicated terrain that they navigate as a club because you could understand teammates say, I understand all of that and, and I respect all of that, but we need you out here um, for the game itself, um, for, to, to, get, to try and get a win. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not easy uh, to navigate this space. And uh, I know that there'll be some pretty strong views either way, especially given the, uh, the events of Essendon. But I think if people can't see the difference between this and that, then um, it'll take more than me trying to explain it. Um, Joe, the Melbourne mixed in here uh, re-signing, um, it's, <laughs> he's been a bedrock there. It's um, been a really solid um, and really stable um, footy club, the Melbourne footy club, still searching for that first premiership, but um, that, that's a good news uh, item for them today, another couple of years. It certainly is, and um, you could see in some of the social media footage it was sort of lifted aloft by the playing group. He's very much loved down there at the Ds, and you said sort of searching for that first premiership. They've been on the cusp um, a couple of times, and they have that sort of core group that's still together from the beginning um, that is desperate desperate to win that flag um so you know i think they believe they have um the right people in place to do that so i guess it remains to be seen uh now joe we'll get your tips which game are you on please st kilda and carlton or west coast richmond with channel seven i'm doing st kilda carlton tomorrow night and i think well this is an interesting one for both sides carlton um they had a big turnover from last season but it's I guess some may say they've still underperformed, but they've sort of had, I guess, reasons why those players leaving and they've had some injury issues too. Um, so this is quite an even, an evenly matched contest, I think. And at home, I think the Saints might get the chocolates. Uh, my computer just decided to go away from me. Uh, from uh, West Coast and Richmond, your tip? Yeah, I think West Richmond will get it done. They've um, got a good feeling around the group at the moment. 
Uh, the next game, Sydney and the Gold Coast. This uh, The Gold Coast 3-3, three and three, Sydney still yet to, to get a win. I think the Gold Coast, they're a little bit up and down the Gold Coast, but um, too good for too good for the Swans, I think. Adelaide Dockers. Yeah, it's Adelaide for me. Dockers is one of those sides that's probably surprisingly where they, what are they, 16th, 17th Adelaide? They're sort of um, probably the best side that's sat that low, but I think Adelaide will get the win. Uh, North Melbourne, Brisbane. This would be a great game, I reckon, at Arden Street. This will be a great game. Um, a real test for North. If they're really thinking they're going to be contenders this year, this is one they'd like to put in the book. Um, and a challenge for Brisbane, but um, I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the Lions. Uh, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide at uh, Skybus Stadium. Yeah, this is down the road from me. Uh, Saturday night, I think Hawthorne will make it, what, three in a row? But it's also a game Port will think that's quite winnable. Um, but for me, the Hawks, I think they're, yeah, well, they're a little bit of momentum. But this will be a quite even contest, I think. Uh, then there's the Sunday games, Joe, and we uh, haven't seen the teams for them. And I've just looked at the uh, the time and said, I'm just about to crash into an ad break. So I'm going to love you and leave you. Thanks for being with me. I, I greatly appreciate it. Pleasure, Sammy. Always lovely talking to you. Uh, Joe Watton, you'll uh, see and hear her on Channel 7's coverage of the AFLW, calling with Jason Bennett and the team, uh, doing the Saints and the Blues uh, on Friday night. Do not miss that. Uh, we'll be back just to tidy up the air on the other side of this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.